Welcome back, Martwell Podcast. This is Trendy News number three. Carl's on the phone. Good afternoon, Carl. Good afternoon, everyone. Carl, now this is good news for you, okay, because the coronavirus is fashionable at the moment. Um, <laughs> and it's killing people. Now, a common th- <laughs> a common theme that you've had <laughs> over the, quite a few of our podcasts is reducing the uh, number of the worldwide population. This is the answer to all your prayers. I know. I'm, it makes me sound like someone from the 1940s. <laughs> it's the wrong type of audience. I listened to your last solo podcast, and I think more people that drive BMWs need to be infected rather than the <laughs> old and the elderly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. I, I was looking at the stats um, earlier on. It was saying that nobody, well, in the UK, certainly nobody, and uh, well, all the all the deaths have been over people over 60 and we have underlying health conditions. So it's, it's and no children at all seem to be, you know, really suffering with it. Um, it's, it's, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. I mean, it's a sad thing. And I was talking to a friend of mine earlier on, I said, this is going to be um, like a history thing. You know, they bring up in history about the Spanish flu and the Twin Towers and all that. This is, this is yeah. going to be a history thing. It'll be, uh, this is what happened. You know, nobody could go out. It's like one of Chris's uh, envisions of a, a zombie apocalypse where this, this killer yeah. thing is outside and you, you're practically afraid to go out. Yeah, it's it's strange to me because if you look at the statistics for the normal flu that's you know that that's pretty bad tens of thousands of people die every year in the uk probably hundreds of thousands of people across the globe just die die from the normal flu so to panic over something that is essentially the same as the normal flu although we don't have a cure for it yet it doesn't i don't think it warrants this level of panic I mean, unless it evolves into something completely different, I know that it's pretty bad in some places. Italy is on lockdown, and quite a, you know hundreds and hundreds of people have died. But it's exactly what you said. It's always been the elderly and people with with complicated health conditions. So it's not in in a sort of a harsh way. It's nothing new. It's nothing different to what we're used to, anyway. So. I don't understand why the entire globe is panicking and why people are buying toilet paper on mass. It's ironic because you need other people to have some as well to contain their sneezes and coughs. So the more you buy, the more susceptible you are because other people can't contain their germs. It's that's just dumb. Those are the people that need to get the virus, the ones with the bloody toilet paper. Well, it's the panic buy-in that's causing the panic buy-in, isn't it? Because people are buying so much stuff, they're causing shortages. And then the rest of us are reading about this and thinking, oh, I need to go out and get some then because it just keeps selling out. So I'll have to get some. So everybody's just going out and and, and following the trend. It's what they call that uh, herd mentality. That's what I mentioned on my uh, last podcast that we're all sort of following what everybody else is doing. Well, I went to Tesco near me yesterday or the day before when it was fine most of the shelves were stocked the toilet paper aisle was fairly empty but there was enough left for your average citizen i picked up a pack like i normally would i picked up my shopping 
like I normally would. So it doesn't seem to be that bad in the area I'm in. But I know for some of the larger cities like Swansea and Cardiff, the shops in there have been demolished. Um, I've seen pictures and updates from people online. There's, there's barely anything left. And there was a horrible picture of an elderly lady going shopping after the chaos of panic buying. And she barely had anything in her trolley because there was nothing left. And I thought, well, you know, that just sums up how much people care about the people who are actually susceptible to this sort of thing. They're just leaving them to die. It's, it's There's no sense of community anymore. It's all for one and, and one for all, really. That's exactly what I was talking to a friend of mine about about an hour ago. I said, uh, when you hear the stories from the war and everything, it was always... The, the community came together, everybody helped each other out, and we all sort of fought as one. But now it's every man for himself. It's, it's just, you know, just grab what you can and bollocks to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's disgusting. I don't, don't know when this happened. You know, my my grandfather and grandmother lived through the war, and they've told us stories over the years of the friends they made during that time because resources were so scarce. You didn't have to just share them amongst your family you had to share them amongst like multiple families just to try and get through the time you know neighbors were sacrificing things for their neighbors you know there was communities banding together there's none of that now it's it's absolutely disgusting nobody seems to want to help anyone and obviously the media are exaggerating it they only report on the extreme cases because it brings in the views and the numbers but you know based on what we've seen so far you're not going to get the same level of camaraderie as you did back in the day with, with the modern generation they're very very selfish and they just they just don't give a shit about anyone else no. which is unfortunate i've got an issue i mean you've heard me say in a previous podcast i got an issue with the way that the press have reported all this um but when you talk about percentages, the percentage of people died compared to the percentage of those that have been affected. I mean, the government is saying that they think it's actually somewhere between five and 10,000 people that have got it. But because they've either got no symptoms or, or hardly any symptoms, they're not going to the doctor. They're not getting checked out or whatever because, um, you know, while it's just a cold or, you know, it's, it's next to nothing that I've got. So those figures are not adding up as total people infected. So it looks like, you know, the, the percentage of serious cases is, is very small compared to, you know, what the press will have us believe. Yeah, it's minuscule. Um, there's not that many people in terms, if you look at it mathematically, it's, a, it's you know, less than a percent of people who get the virus are having any sort of, critical symptoms and possibly even death. So in terms of a pandemic that is now being classed as, which I don't personally agree with, the pandemic is something like the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu killed hundreds of millions of people, maybe even more during um, during the time that it was prevalent. And you know that would be classed as a pandemic. That was a global panic. This is a global panic, and we're talking about a very small number of people. And I don't know, maybe it's the social media generation of how it's been reported and made to sound worse than it is. We've talked about fear-mongering before in the news and, and other outlets, and this this is the pinnacle of that. It, it's been... People are so scared about it that they, they, they're just too afraid to live their everyday lives normally. 
as they would. And there's there's no reason why you shouldn't. You should just wash your hands, stop being a dirty bugger, wash your hands and get on with your life. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw an article on Twitter uh, last night where somebody posted a video that they'd taken in a pub in um, in Ireland. And there was about, well, it looked like, you know, top of my head, I would say probably about 100 people jumping about, waving their arms in the air, you know, having a great time as people do in pubs on Saturday nights. And uh, they put that on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it was. And you had healthcare workers and nurses um, adding their comments saying, this is crazy that we've been working, you know, all the hours we can, 24 hours to provide a sort of service and everything and try and combat this. Um, we've asked people to sort of socially distance themselves so as not to spread it. And yet this sort of thing is happening. So they cl- in Ireland, they, they're shouting for the pubs to be closed. What do you think of that? That's, that's harsh. You know, some of these countries, particularly countries that rely on tourism, maybe Ireland is solely, you know, its GDP is not solely based on tourism. But, you know, the main reason that most people go to Ireland is to, you know, is to sample the, the fineries of the pubs, the breweries, and things of that nature yeah. so closing pubs across Ireland would be devastating to the economy and the tourists that go there and it's the same with some of the other countries across the world you know Italy's on lockdown that's a huge tourist destination because it's an absolutely beautiful country so they're hemorrhaging money from the people that aren't allowed in the country and I assume the people who are there are on lockdown in their hotels or respective accommodations so the local businesses are losing out on all the traffic that they would normally get from people walking around the towns and the city. So, you know, this this self-isolation thing, yes, it's great for stopping the virus spreading, but what are the long-term effects for the countries, the economy? Are we going to see another recession because people are just not spending money? Businesses are losing out. I've spoken to num- quite a few people that we know and family members, some of their holidays have been cancelled now because they're not allowed to fly to their particular destination. So they're losing out on deposits and some people are losing out on everything because it's so last minute. It's it's, it's devastating. Well, yesterday I noticed that there was, it was either yesterday or Friday that um, Jet 2, seven of the jets that were in the air on their way to Spain from the UK, turned around midair and came back because they'd cancelled all uh, all the flights into Spain. And I know America now has, they whereas they stopped all of inbound flights to the States from Europe, except the UK and Ireland, they've now stopped the UK and Ireland now as well. And we got a friend of ours that we work with who's uh, supposed to be, well, he's getting married next week, and he's going on a cruise around the Caribbean. And he said all along, yeah, I'm still going, I'm still going. Obviously, he's not going now because it'll be uh, cancelled. He won't be able to get there. Yeah, it'll be cancelled. I think all the cruises are being docked indefinitely until they're told it's safe. And, you know, how devastating is that? God knows how much money they've paid for their honeymoon. And not just the money, but the, you know, the the personal experience of just enjoying some time away with your new bride. And it's all been cancelled because everyone is fucking panicking over the flu. Do you think we're overreacting, Carl? I personally do. I know that it, it is it's sort of, I've got two minds about it. Yes, you have to take it serious for the people that are affected. I've got two very elderly grandparents that would probably 
be on the the list if they caught the virus. So I'm very cognizant of that and the fact that they need to stay safe and self-isolate and you know try and do what they can to prevent them from getting it. But for people, you know, for the for the average Joe who's you know unnecessarily healthy, but you know, just in, in normal condition, normal shape, you know, you just you don't need to go to the same lengths as everyone else. Just be aware of who you're around. Try and stay away from the elderly. Try and stay away from, you know, large groups of older people. I know you can't always do that. You've still got to go places. You've still got to buy food. You've still got to go shopping, maybe opt for some online options. I don't know. There's, there's, you know, people are working from home, which is good. You know, that makes sense. If you can work from home, do it. You don't necessarily have to go into the office, just stay at home for a while. But I don't think we need to start shutting down holiday destinations, cancelling flights. You know, the economy has been bad enough for the last couple of years. We're just tanking it even more now because of this particular thing. And, and ultimately, the only people that are going to benefit from all this are the people that are already rich. You know, the companies that sell certain types of products are just going to make a fortune from all the panic buying you know the average joe is just going to see the economy collapse probably yet again and another recession because people are pandering to the fear maybe they're not as intelligent as they used to be i mean you know in terms of the spanish flu or a war yeah you should probably panic but you know the flu I think we're we're going a little overboard, if I'm being really honest. Well, it's going to cause hardships for a lot of people. I mean, um, I've spoken to a couple of people this morning, actually, and they said that if they're told that their jobs are normally sort of outside or elsewhere, and they've been told, um, you know, they might be told soon, don't come in to work. And, And what they're expecting is that they'll then be on sick pay, even though they're not sick. But it's just that they've been told sort of not to come in because of this coronavirus. I mean, I don't, I don't know the rules and regulations on this. So I don't know where people stand. I mean, I know we're okay. We'll get, uh, we can work from home anyway. And if we couldn't, we'd just get full pay. But there's a lot of people that sort of can't work and will get, well, nothing or next to nothing. So that's a bit... Uh, yeah, I can imagine people that work in building trades are probably going to suffer. I don't know how this is going to affect that type of industry with builders being outside, people who generally work outside or in groups of people, you know, repair services and, and things like that. Are they being told to, to self-isolate? Are they only going to address the urgent cases? You know, what happens if your boiler breaks down? Are you allowed to let the gas man in just in case he's got a yeah. coronavirus? Is he being told that he can't service certain houses? You know, it's, it's insane. There's a certain level of operation that you need within society we've got to maintain a baseline of of what we do you know services still need to work and and things like that but you know how far are we going to take it we've already seen i've already seen hilarious posters telling people that you can't shake hands anymore shaking hands is now taboo you've got to tap elbows or tap ankles and things like that it's <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem real it's almost as if it's an exaggerated sketch or skit about what would happen in this scenario i i'm really not going to meet someone that i've known for a while and then bump ankles with them i mean how ridiculous is that yeah it's an odd one isn't it anyway okay well thanks for your opinion on this carl um let's let's wrap it up there 
Um, stay on the line though, because I'll uh, I'll stop recording now and um, we'll have a brief chat. So thank you, Carl, you and goodbye, everybody. We'll speak soon. Goodbye. Yeah. Take care. Bye.